Welcome to Carson Chatter, a podcast focused on Carson City, the people who shape it, and the real estate that defines it. I'm Sina Lloyd, Carson City Library Director, and I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Garrett LaPierre, local realtor with Century 21 Jim Wilson Realty. In addition to another great guest interview this week, we have our weekly segments, Community Connections, and LaPierre's Corner. Stay with us, and we'll be right back. We would like to give a huge thank you to Aaron Henry, who is not only from Carson City, but he is in Whiskey Heroes, which is a local band. Aaron created um, the new music for the podcast that you hear between each segment and at the beginning and the end. Aaron, thank you very much. We appreciate you supporting the podcast. Welcome back. We're going to hop into the with Community Connections. And Sina, I want to we have coming up for the month of April. So, Garrett, we have two really amazing programs on top of our normal calendar. So this um, thing that we are excited about, this is a grant that we've idea at the Carson day of the book and, and this so if you pick up a passport at the library the different programs you can be able to get those programs and fill up your passport this happens the whole month different things such as family movie nights story songs with Mark Eaglesmith um, from the Nevada Arts Council. There's also Notes Around the World with Happy Notes Music Storytime. And um, she also is the mother goose that we have who comes to the library. We also have different crafts such as Patchwork Giraffe, um, which is a local business coming in and helping us with that. And a Make Your Own Mini Garden. So learning how um, through the Greenhouse Project to uh, make your own little garden so that you can get your hands dirty and really have fun with learning. Celebration, which is April 5th through the 27th here at the Carson City Library. Who, who sponsors that? How, how do you pay for that? So the grant comes through the Nevada State Library and Archives, but it is funded um, directly through a federal library. It's um, in the grant and it's through the Institute of Museum and Library Services at the federal level. Okay. So that's our next is our Community Read, which this theme this year, as well as our Summer Learning Challenge theme, is building a better community. And I think that since our community really is on that path and really wants to understand and build that better community for our citizens, we have as our primary reads. The first is Thank You for Being Late. The second is Happy City. And the third is The New Better Off. We also have a, a variety of um, fiction 
that support the theme of building a better community. These books will be available, um, the first three books that I mentioned will be available. Um, you don't have to check them out. You can pick them up here at the library and share them throughout the community. And that is sponsored by the Friends of the Library and Capital City Reads. And then the um, list of books that we have that supports the theme, those will be available at the library for checkout so that you can kind of read up and see what we're doing in our community and be able to offer some really great ideas on how to improve what we're doing. Awesome. Okay, so with that, um, Garrett, I have a question for you for Lopier's Corner. And I personally, I see all this new construction here in Carson. And if I wanted to get information about those houses, what would be the best approach to do that? You bet. So there's a ton of new construction going on here in town. Um, and as summer approaches and the warmer weather gets here, we're going to see even more. So um, the best advice that I can give you if, if you want information on any, on any of these new subdivisions or any new construction project is to reach out to an agent either your, your, your personal real estate agent um, or someone who is not affiliated with that construction project. And here's why. Um, as a buyer, you can have your own representation to help you go buy a new house, whether that's at Lennar on the south end of town or whether that's a house in Silver Oak. You can have your own representation that does not cost you any additional money. So as a buyer, you do not pay above and beyond the purchase price for your own representation. And it's important to have your own representation because there's things that come up within an escrow period and certainly things that come up while you're having a home built that you may just not know about. Um, when do you do the walkthroughs? Should I have an inspection? Um, who pays for the closing costs and are those negotiable? All those little things that will save you time, money, and hassle throughout the long run of, of, of the escrow, having your own representation is super, super important. The builder and the seller in this case will pay the commission for the agent. So there's no reason, absolutely none, for you not to have your own representation when going to deal with these new constructions. So I obviously would personally be happy to help you with that. You can always reach out to me on my website at sellingcarsoncity.com um, or email me at garrett at sellingcarsoncity.com and I'd be happy to take you out there. One important note on this is if you go out there by yourself the first time, most of these new home builders are going to say, sorry, you can't go bring an agent in the next time you come into the office. So before you go the first time, contact an agent. Be, we're going to be right back. We have um, a terrific guest this week who is the mayor of Carson City, Bob Kroll. Uh, we'll be right back with the interview with him. Thanks. Welcome back. We're with this week's guest, Mayor Bob Kroll. Thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me here. You betcha. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what drove you to run for office, run for mayor. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if I want to answer that one. But you know, uh, you know, I've had a great, I've had a great life, and uh, you know, being born in Tonopah, where you didn't know anything about grass, you come to Carson City when I was you know, eight or nine years old, and you see grass for the first time, and you wonder what that is, and then growing up here through the schools, then going to Stanford, you know, the schools put me into Stanford, then, you know, I went to the Vietnam War, and came back and went to law school, and retired out as a Navy captain, and, 
you know, a lot of different things in, in my in my life. And, uh, uh, you know, I raised four kids here, been married for four Time to, not time, but, you know, I, both my wife and I enjoy giving back to our community. And that, you know, that's kind of a trite phrase now and then, but it's really the truth. I mean, you know, communities don't operate unless people get out and do things. And so, you know, uh, and I enjoy it. We have a, we have a great community and, you know what, um, I've just enjoyed every bit of my, you know, of my community service life. So great. And you, and, and I'm glad I'm glad you you hit that because you have had a very interesting life and you've accomplished a lot of really neat things, a lot of cool milestones. What's been your favorite chapter of life? <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I think my favorite chapter is a school board. You know, I served 11 years on a school board, uh, and uh, I left there in my, in the, towards the 12th year to, to run for mayor. I became mayor. And, and, you know, um, uh, I'll just say it like this. You know, I, I got involved in, in politics because a lot of my lifetime in, in the, you know, in the, in the practice of law was, you know, a lot of it I spent in Las Vegas, you know, and that kind of took a toll on home life, obviously, but I spent a lot of time in Las Vegas, lived up here. And uh, in, then in the 90s, we were going to try and pass a school bond for the uh, second high school, and I got involved in that. And... I'm trying wanted to pass that because I think our school board our school is is too big and I went um, to uh, I, I was talking to some folks about the, the school you know the you know what schools are about and what it's done for me you know and and, uh, and why we needed a second high school and somebody said well, what are you gonna do with high school in 10 years that there'll be nobody in it and I said what do you mean there'll be kids in it this is this is a retirement community we don't have any place for kids and I went home that night for that day, you know, and I told my wife, I said, you know, I'm coming back, for, you know, so I kind of moved my practice from there. I said, I, I've got to get involved in our community because, you know, there's nothing wrong with retiring, but sustainable communities need education. They need things to, to move on. Um, and so, you know, I got I got involved with this, uh, I got appointed to the school board first, and I ran for election three times. And, uh, you know, with the idea of, 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 not that I'm in any great shakes, but I wanted to, I wanted to tell folks, you know, how good the school system had been for me and what I thought it meant towards the sustainability of a community, the long-term health of a community is, is a good education system. And so, you know, uh, when I look back over, what, you know, what I've done, you know, there have been a lot of things, but the school board is probably the most satisfying thing. There you're, you're dealing not only with people's kids, people's money, but you're doing, you know, you're, you're, you're ground level helping a community grow in a healthy education way. And, it, uh, and so that's been the most satisfying one, I, I think. So, yeah. so with all of those life experiences, what has been the best advice you've ever received? <laughs> I think, you know, I, you're probably going to be surprised at this, but I think the best advice is sometimes just relax and let life take over. You know, uh, you, can get, you can get involved in life where you... Uh, you know, you try and direct everything, and you can go crazy trying to do that. And sometimes, you know, you got to just keep have a vision and understand that things don't always happen in the order that you think, and that you know, uh, it's not the end of the world if things don't go the way you think they're going to go. Uh, but you want to keep the vision, and you want to be keep professional and civil about things. But sometimes you just have to relax, let things happen. And you know, if you, if you if you have done right by folks, uh, and you and you have you know. Uh, treated others as you'd like to be treated usually things come out well no matter what you're talking about so 
I think that's a great piece of advice. The the older I get, I, you're I, not getting older. <laughs> you see that she's not getting older. <laughs> the, the, the older I get, the more I I understand that concept where you know life kind of happens the way that it's going to happen. You know, and and you can't freak out about it not going in the order you want it to go into. Um, and you know, taking a deep breath sometimes it makes a big difference. Yeah, um, speaking of deep breaths, yeah. I'm, What's you, you've ran for office six times now, so three on the school board and three terms as mayor. Right. Um, what 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 made you want to transition from the school board over to the mayor's office? Is it really the education? I mean, you know, uh, it, uh, and, and it goes back to sustainable communities. And I'm not, you know, I ran on a platform this last time as mayor, a sustainable community. And I'm not, I'm not re- uh, you know, I'm not going back to the election time here. But I will tell you that that for for me, sustainable communities mean a community that is. That, that values education and treats education as, as a core fundamental um, social value, and I and um, and so you know that's pri- the primary reason is I wanted to be mayor because I saw, saw saw mayor as being not only a way to continue what you do in education, but to speak to maybe a wider base, and that led to the the other. Um, thing that I've that I've learned and I've probably known all my life is that you know if you if you if you want a sustainable community you want a healthy community you want an educated community you have to one treat people with respect but you also have to um, uh, believe in the concept of one community in other words that you're not just doing this doing one thing for one person or one group or the other it's one community it's not one ethnic group not one you know it's one community, and we're small enough here where you can really make a difference. You know, one voice can make a difference, and the board of supervisors can make a difference. You can do that here. And so I think, you know, that's the other um, reason I, you know, what I've learned when I became mayor is that how important that is. And so, you know, um, sustainable communities are built by, you know, having all of, all the of building blocks in places. And I think, Garrett, I talked to you one time about this, about not creating silos in communities, you know. Not creating, you know, this is this this is an economic base here. This is an economic base there, and this is an ethnic group here, the ethnic group there. You want to you want to do things in the educational field and, and in government field where you, you know, you recognize that those divisions and, and different silos are there, but you want to do things that work for the benefit of all of those and and promote all of them at one time. That's not an easy task, but that's how I look at decision making. Yeah, makes sense. So what is the accomplishment um, since you have become mayor um, that you are most proud of? <laughs> well, you know, th- there are a lot of things. First of all, I don't look at these as my accomplishment. Uh, I look at these as community accomplishments. and I really have no desire to have, you know, to take credit. I, I, think, that, I think that good leaders uh, are, should take the, the slings and arrows and give the credit to others. And I think that's, and so I kind of live by that. And so, you know, and I think our community has done some wonderful things. You know, downtown is one, uh, the, the, the uh, animal shelter is another, the MAC is another. I wish we could have done something more on a library. Since you're here, I will tell you that. I'm still a big fan of libraries and I know what they, what they do. Um, I think we have, uh, you know, a wonderful trail system here. We've got great open space, 11 and a half square miles of open space. And I guess when you look back at it, you know, what, what do you think is, is kind of the coolest thing we've done? 
you know, getting 11 half square miles of open space around our community is wonderful. And then when we got bronze level bicycle friendly community and runner friendly community, I thought, you know, those things are, you know, they're outdoor things, they're exercise things. They're a core part of how communities develop too. And so I guess, you know, when you, when you think through it, there's some big infrastructure things that are out there. There's some things that really kind of, you know, tickle me, you know, like, you know, being bronze level, uh, bicycle friendly, being a runner friendly community. All that, even though you know I'm kind of getting too old to do much of this anymore, um, it's important for a community. So that's where I would go. Well, in, in those outdoor activities are so important for our quality yeah, of life. You guys, you're you know quality of life, yeah. And and, and also economic development. You know, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I talk to people that um, either are Nevadans somewhere else, you know, Las Vegas or Reno, and they're coming to Carson or coming over from another state, and the big draw for them is to be able to go play outside. Ride their bike, yeah. run, go to Tahoe. Uh, you know, I think maybe I've told you this. I've seen. I don't know if you heard, but I want, there was one time when I was talking on economic development. I was talking to the president of uh, of a company, an international company that makes the sweeteners for Starbucks. And I, you know, I thought, you know, what? I, I you know, I'm, I'm a straight coffee guy. I don't put sweeteners in my coffee. <laughs> and so I thought, you know, it's a, but that's a huge company. And so. The, we were over at the NNDA offices, and uh, they had his, the president was there, and the whole board was there, and so I was going to run down about Carson City. And then I said, you know, one of the most, you know, one of the things that I like best about Carson City, and this is back in my running days, I said, you know, in ten minutes you can be from the heart of urban life and political life, you can be on top of one of our mountains, and not hear a thing. And I'll tell you, the president of that company looked at me and he says, I'm a hiker. I know exactly what you mean. And you know, if the economics had worked out for him, I knew I had his vote. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're, that's what it's about for economic development. People like that. They do. They do. So, yeah, all those are, are great accomplishments. And I want to kind of flip over that other sure. side of the coin a little bit. And what do you think is the biggest challenge facing the city over oh, the boy. next three to five years? You know, I don't think there's any doubt, but, you know, we've, there, there are two challenges. Um, and, uh, you know, these are, you know, pro- probably, you know, Dealing with deferred maintenance is, is going to be a challenge. I mean, we're, we're dealing with that now in roads. Uh, uh, and I don't know, you know, I will, you know, Cena wants me to, you know, I, I still have libraries on, on, on my radar screen. You know, I'll tell you, you know, and she knows that already. Uh, but I think in terms of, in terms of you know, the, the, the short to medium term challenge that we have, it's, it's taking care of our capital projects, and which includes deferred maintenance and roads and, and you know there's no easy answer to those things there's no easy answer correct yeah Karen we had Karen on oh, a couple of weeks ago and 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 that was her her yeah. answer as well as those well, roads not, are going to be tough tough yeah no there's you know road roads are fixed through gas tax money and gas you know gas tax are not not going up because you know I drove here in a hybrid <laughs> so you know, I go. I you know, I used to drive a, a diesel truck. You know, I'm gassing up 12 miles a gallon, gassing up all the time. Correct. Now I gas up maybe every month and a half, something like that. Yeah, and that's what's going on. So you went in that bikeable community, get more yep. people using get their more bikes. People. And, you, and by the way, I have to say, you know, you, you, you know, you can ride your bike up and down Carson Street now. You can you see people around Carson riding bikes. You see them walking. You see them jogging. You know, and. and I, there was an opening of a fitness store. Uh, it was Kathy, uh, Kathy King, I could, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she opened a fitness store up there on Winnie Lane. And you see people, moms and, and their kids, you know, coming down there, you know, after doing a five-mile or 5K run, you know, coming down doing fitness. That's what, that's what, you know, if I have to, you know, that's what makes me 
happy about Carson City. Agreed. So how does having a, real, a well-run government help citizens of Carson City, and how does it help the real estate market? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I think I, we could be here forever talking about that one. But, you know, I, th I think, Sina, in, in, the, in the scheme of things, uh, I think people uh, want an efficiently run government no matter what. I mean, you know, we can argue about this spending program or that spend or this tax cut or this tax increase or whatever, but I think at the, at the end of the day, people want to know that they're, that, uh, that when their tax dollars, that we're accountable, that people are accountable for their tax dollars and you're, and you're doing public services in the most efficient way, you're delivering them in the most efficient way you can. Uh, and I think once you, you know, uh, once you get to that, uh, then, you know, I think that um, people, you know, when, when real estate folks want to develop here, you know, they'll know that they've got a fair shake from, from government, uh, and they'll, they'll know that, you know, it's not just somebody, you know, we're not, we're not just here to, to uh, uh, what, what do you say, um, uh, you know, we're not here to slow them down necessarily, uh, but, but you know, we're, we're a government that knows, you know, what development means to, to a community and to its sustainability. And that doesn't mean that, you know, um, and I know we've talked about, you know, not on this podcast, but, you know, in terms of growth, um, is that when I was first mayor, you know, people were complaining about there's no, you know, there's the tumbleweeds are blowing down Carson Street. What are you doing about these buildings? And, you know, and now the question is, okay, you know, we're, there's quite a bit of money coming into Carson City and there, people are saying, oh, there's too much growth. And I think... You know, at the end of the day, I think the real estate market, I think, wants to see your government operate efficiently, and they want to see things where you're not creating big ups and downs. You're, you've got to, you know, you, you know where you're going to go, and our growth management ordinance kind of provides that framework to go forward okay. so that, you know, everybody knows what we can get to and, you know, how we can get there, and we'll get there in a managed form. And so, you know, I think that's why government's important to, to um, the real estate market and the just in general, too, I think. Yep. Well, and, and I think one of the great changes that's happened, and, and we've spoke about this uh, on the podcast with some other guests, is um, is A, hiring Nick Morano, who, yep. who's done a great job. He's, he's a Marine. He's good. Yep, yep. I'm Navy, but you know what? He, you know, fortunately, I outrank him both in the military and as mayor, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I love Nick. Let me tell you, I love Nick. Yeah. And, and I, I can't tell you, I've had several people come up to me over the last six months or so, and tell me their story of how easy it was to do business with the city. Going to get building permits, dealing with um, you know additions to their house, things like that. And believe me, that wasn't always the case. It usually was the other way around. Uh, but the the changes that have been made, uh, not only with what the Board of Supervisors have done, but also with Nick, has made this a, a much a much more business-friendly climate here in town, and I think that's a big change. Well, I think, you know, I think you're right, because I used to hear quite a bit of concern about, you know, if we're business friendly or not, and and uh, you know you want you want to enforce the the building codes. There's no doubt about it. But but as I'm kind of saying, you, you kind of got to enforce the building code with a heart too. <laughs> so you know, and with an idea, you know that you know you want to protect the public safety, public health and safety. There's no doubt about that. But you know, if the building code gives you some slack to deal with those things and use judgment, that's where you know you can become business friendly. And I, I you know. Uh, I rarely hear complaints about our building department anymore. And, you know, we lost uh, Sean uh, 
who is and now Charlene I think is there now and yep. I, I hear good things about her so yep. over at the building department and by the way you know so so the public knows you know the building department is is, is a public private partnership correct and that, and that was one of those changes that that, that Nick brought in to bring in, and, and basically it's a third party that that, that outsourced the work for the building department, um, and and that was a great change. Mm-hmm. I, I know there were some people that were going, eh, I don't know how that's going to work out, and and those same people who were, who were skeptics um, have, have have certainly relayed to me that they are very happy with the change that's made and good. thought it was a good change. Good. Well, you're on the ground, so yep. you know it. I mean, yep. Okay, so. Um, You've kind of touched on this before, but what level of quality life do you feel that we have in Carson City, and how do we improve on that? Oh, well, especially as citizens. Boy, uh, this is the time when people say you ought to go start coughing someplace while you're thinking about your answer. You know, <laughs> if you're on if you're on live TV, that's the old the old statement. You know, just start coughing if you don't know the answer. But. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I was at the school board last night, and, um, you know, there were maybe 50, 60 kids who came through, HOSA kids, Skills USA kids, uh, choir, band, uh, and you, you could just, you know, it gave, it gave you a good feeling that, you know, you see the kids, you know, doing well in, in the extracurricular activities and that. And the reason I raise that is because what I told the school board last night, we were talking about suicide awareness, you know, whether they should do that. I said, you know, you can see in Carson City, you know, you can live where I live, you know, I'm, you know, I live right next door where I grew up on the west side, and you can be here and you can see kids like this come through. Uh, and and you, know, you can think that everything is all right, but you, if you pull the sheets back a little bit, you know, and take a look down deeper in Carson City, you know, there are things where we need we, people who need help, and I think it's important. You know, you, you, can, you can look at that through the fish numbers. You can look at it through uh, some other numbers. Uh, it, it, it's not just help with with you know uh, poverty issues, but you know other issues as well, mental health issues and things like that 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 are there that we need to make sure that we keep our eyes and ears out for, because that's what that's what makes a, a great community. And so I think, uh, you know. I just say, you know, we, we need to make sure that we keep keep an eye there and, and do things with with that understanding. And I think, you know, I'll, I'll just kind of leave it like that. She, she knows you got to follow up. But where else were you on that question? You know, I, I, I want to dig a little deeper with with that sure. school board. You know, yeah, I mean, that's obviously something that you're very passionate about. Yeah. And, and we had Ryan Green on the podcast. Uh-huh. And uh, um, um, one of the things that, that we chatted about was the need for maybe a, a, maybe a need for a new high school and, and, and how you would make that work. Um, um, and while we're on this topic real fast, I, I got I to gotta say, I have to hold myself from my phone sometimes to not get on social media and, <laughs> and, and, and post, you know, why would, why would you ever bring your kids up to Washoe County School District when you could be in Carson City and have our school district? You know, we don't have a lot of the problems that are up there not to say that everything's bad up in Washoe County, but we have a great school district down here, and looking at what happens in some other school districts around the state, we are in a very good place when it comes to educating, educating our children here in Carson well, I, City. I think, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, I, you know I was, let me go back and talk about that, but talk also you know, about when you talk about pulling the sheets back, you know, Cena, you'll appreciate this. I rode up in the elevator with 
young man who's, you know, uh, had his printer broke. Now, I don't know what printer he was using, but his printer broke. And he said, I'm going to the library to get my printer fixed, you know? And, uh, and he said, you know, he's a young kid. I mean, you know, but, but you know, they don't have the ability to, and I said, so I said, you brought your flash drive down? He said, oh yeah, I've got all my little stuff, you know, and I'll come down here. He said, people don't realize how good the library is because, it, you know, it's, it's really wonderful. That just happened 20 minutes ago, coming up mm -hmm. in the line. But I, that's what I mean by, by looking at, at, at education. And I think, you know, when you look at the edu education we have here, the, the school board really, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's not an easy job. I mean, uh, but, it, but it is critical. And, and uh, I don't know where else you want to go with that. You, you, do, you, do you think that we're going to have a need at some point in the near future for another high school? Well, I thought we had a need in the 90s, so talk to the <laughs> choir with me. But, and it's not that, you know, I think, uh, you know, you, you hear various stories about, you know, back my school board days, you know, you hear various stories about whether or not or various studies about whether size of a school makes a difference in education. Right. Uh, and some would say, you know, it's, it's, it's not the size of the building that matters, you know, uh, and other, you know, people can learn in larger class sizes and things like that. And I always come back to the conclusion that, you know, if I'm looking to put my kids in a classroom and the choice was given between putting it in with 15 kids or 28 kids I'm, or 30 kids, I'm going 15. Yep. And that's what I'm going to do. And I, and, and I don't know anybody who would say differently. And so, you know, when you, when you look at size, you, that's, where I, that's how I come down on, on school board things, on, on building. And so... I, th I think, you know, there'll come a time when we do have to look at that. And, and you know, I know, you know, one of the things that was on the, the last time was, okay, we got, a, we got a school on the east side of town, do we need a school on the west side, uh, you know, and are we segregating populations and things like that. That's the last thing I want to do, segregate public populations and, and right. communities. But I think, you know, wherever it goes, I think we're going to need to, one, take a look at where, where, where it is and, and uh, go forward. And, you know, one of the topics one of the one of the concepts that I used to bat around was putting a high school right on the county line between Douglas and Carson yep. City yep. and having it financed half by Douglas and half by Carson yep. so that Douglas uh, the Jones Johnson Lane folks could have a place to go and Carson would have you know so and I think you know we can grow to 75 or 80,000 people here mm -hmm. and I think we're going to be looking at a new school at some point in time. Hey, well, I think that that's a brilliant idea to, to look at, at, at sharing a, a um, yeah. school with, with Douglas County. Great idea. Okay, so um, kind of on this, you know, bringing, bringing kids into the community, how do we bring young professionals um, and young professional entrepreneurs, um, and how do we track them through policy and the policy that we create here in the community? Well, that's another one where, you know, you, um, you're speaking to the choir with me because I will tell you that, that um, you know, you probably read in some of my literature that I believe, you know, in creating a culture of entrepreneurship in Carson City and yep. starting with, as a matter of fact, I just got off the phone with, came down here from, with Jeff Glass, who, you know, used to work for Adams Hub and now is doing his own entrepreneurial things, yep. uh, about the importance of starting that in, in uh, early in school and, and bringing it up through the, you know, starting first and second grade, teaching that everybody has the ability to be an entrepreneur and teaching folks how to critically think about things 
uh, and teaching kids about the tools that are uh, out there to help them do these things. And the library is a prime example of that. I mean, you know, uh, and I'll just, I, I'm here in the library, so I get a plug for the library. <laughs> you know, I, I go by here a lot, uh, the, the library here a lot, and it's rare that I ever see, you know, too many empty spaces in this parking lot out here. Yep. And, uh, you know, and, I, and I, I look back on my, you know, when we were talking about building a new library early on, you know, we probably bit off more than we could chew in terms of not just a library, but, you know, the, the looking at a grander, a bigger a bigger bite on, you know, what happens downtown with nugget parking lots and all that stuff. Uh, and, and I think, you know, had we, looking back on it, you know, there, hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously, but I think, you know, if we'd have taken a closer look at the library and just maybe focused on a library as opposed to Focusing that on, on other development activities going downtown, we might have had a different result there. But, you know, again, that's one of those things where it is what it is. And, and now the idea is, you know, be where we are, make be the best that we can be here where we are. And I think, you know, Cena, I'll tell you, I hear nothing but good compliments about you around. I mean, nothing but good compliments about this library. But, but we need to make sure that, you know, our infrastructure here is done well and um, that your roof is repaired. <laughs> and, you know, um, Hopefully there are some things we can do here, you know, that'll ameliorate the, some space problems uh, over time. But it's not lost on me the value of the library. And people will tell you that, you know, well, the digital world, we're, in a, you know, we're talking, we're doing a podcast right here in a library, mm -hmm. hard books. Uh, you know, libraries are a big part of entrepreneurship. They're a big part of critical thinking. And, you know, in, in my life, you know, I think that, that the ability to analyze and critically think and know and be able to, to look at issues and be able to know where to research facts, particularly in a world where we are, you know, we're inundated with internet, you know, internet access and all that stuff, it's a, even more important that people, including adults, and I'm one of them, learn, you know, uh, how, to, how to use the internet appropriately and how to re use it for research appropriately. And if we teach that at a young age, I think we're doing the right thing for creating that culture of entrepreneurship. And I'll also give a plug to the Adams Hub. I think, you know, that's a big part of, of uh, you know, creating uh, that, that culture. And, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's right downtown. And I think, you know, it says a statement on, on Carson City. You know, we've got, we've got a business incubator right in the smack in the middle of our community. That kind of is a, a way of saying this is, what, this, this is one of the things we think is important. I, I I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. The things that that they do here at the library are outstanding, and they have a whole schedule of things. And if you look at this, you go, "What? I didn't even know that that was that well, was available." I, I do that, Garrett. I'll tell you, I do that still, and I should know all that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, two last questions for sure. you. Yeah. There was a, on on Valentine's Day around Valentine's Day. There was a story in the Appeal about about how you met your wife, and and I, I thought that that was just a really really neat story. So yeah, you want to tell us a little bit about that in case somebody didn't see it in the paper? Oh, I'd love to tell you about that because this year forty six years of marriage for me. And Congratulations! And, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm going to my fiftieth college reunion at Stanford here this year in October, and, and awesome. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I had my. I had a friend, a girl, a caller, girlfriend at Stanford, and then I got drafted, you know, so I'm back on the East Coast, and I'm in the Navy, you know, and I'm coming back out, and I'm, gonna, I'm going to Vietnam. And uh, so I called my old girlfriend, who, who came from Fresno, uh, and said, hey, let's go party. I'm going to be there on New Year's Eve on, in 
San Francisco. She was working there in San Francisco. Let's go party at run, you know, the old story, you know. May never come back, all that stuff, you know. And so, <laughs> anyway, so uh, here I am, you know, I get out here and New Year's, you know, the day before New Year's, you know, New Year's Eve that night, my old girlfriend, my girlfriend says, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm fogged in in Fresno and my father won't let me drive back up to the city where I work, but you can go with my roommate. And her roommate was Susan. And she never believes me, but I remember knocking on the door that night. And of course, you know, I said, I'm a sailor, you know. And, and so I, I went to. <laughs> I knocked on the door and, and uh, you know, I could just tell there was something that clicked. I mean, at least on my side it clicked, I'll tell you that. And then, uh, you know, uh, it turned out that uh, over overseas I, I introduced one of my shipmates to my old girlfriend and they got married first and then we got married. I was married, you know, a year when I came back. Uh, and it's been 46 years of, you know, somebody who's been helped me through a lot of different things in life. And, I, you know, people can read different things into that, but, you know, you, you don't you you don't you don't practice law a lot and you know you don't you're not on an airplane in Las Vegas or or doing all these public service things without somebody being able to you know particularly when you got four kids yep. you don't do that if you don't have help and the help is per, perhaps the most important part and you know it's also you know I've had cancer and and I'll tell you you know without without the, the you know the support uh, of, of my wife in particular but a lot of other people in the community here you it's not it's not it's not easy to go through and so right. you know when I say that she's helped me in many ways I, I mean that um, she's been a bellwether I mean and so you know I've been able to do some of these things because I've had her uh, and I so I, 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 I and I you know I, I never will forget that so I think that I think that's just a really great story and, and ties really well into what you talked about as far as you know the best advice that you've gotten in life and you know, sometimes it doesn't plan it doesn't go the way you plan it doesn't go and you know what you know, we can, we can get all riled up about things and everything, but at the end of the day, you know, you, I tell people, you know, one of the things you can do, tell, tell it to kids, and I tell it to adults too, and I, myself, I tell it to myself, you know, <laughs> when things are getting tough, uh, you know, take a, take, not just take a breather, but start to smile. Or, you know, if you got the time, listen to some music, but, you know, smiling can, can trigger endorphins in your brain, uh, so it's, you, you kind of get a different feel, you know, and it kind of, uh, it, 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 you know, it, it, it just it just makes things go a lot easier if you do that. And and so when I see people smiling, you know, my wife is always saying, I'm waving to people going down the road, you know, and they smile back, you know, and, I, and she says, why do you do that? And I said, you know, because for me, and I think, you know, that, that's that's a sign of a healthy community. When people are going around smiling, you know that something's going right. So that's. So I tell that to the kids too. You know, I was at the Boys and Girls Club last night, earlier. You know, out there with they had the Heroes mm -hmm. Day out there. You know, with the firemen and the cops and the forest folks and, and the construction folks. You know, and all that. And uh, it was the best part of my day because you know the little the kids would come up to me and say, "Hey, Bob, how you doing?" You know, <laughs> and, and you know something's going right. You know, it's not "Hey, Mayor Bob," "Hey, Mayor," "Hi," or "Who are you?" Are you the president? What are you? It's "Hey, Bob, how you doing?" You know. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> so our one last question sure. that we, we ask every guest that we have is what is your big hairy audacious goal for Carson City? Oh boy. Uh, you know, that that's I, I that's a that's a hard one. <laughs> uh, you know, I think I I think 
the, I think the, if I had to say it, I think that we, the goal would be for Carson City to be, to be um, recognized not just as the capital of the state, uh, but a community that uh, works together as one and uh, value has and, and has, is known for uh, a culture of not just entrepreneurship but a culture of excellence in education. And I think, you know, the, if I had that would be the goal. I don't know how you get it, but if I could think if we could be known as that. I think we'd be light years ahead in terms of building us, building is the wrong word, but creating a, 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 a sustainable community. And, and uh, you know, those are, I think one of the things you find in, in these jobs, and I've, maybe everybody else knows, but you know, is that things, uh, one, things don't happen overnight, and it takes a while for things to take, take uh, root, uh, particularly when you're talking about social values. and. Uh, not, you know, social values in terms of entrepreneurship, social values in terms of, you know, breaking down barriers between ethnic, ethnic divisions, uh, things of that nature. Um, those things take time. And the, I think the idea is to recognize that they take time, keep them as a, as a focus. Uh, and I'm proud to say, you know, that I think that, and you, you both of you have seen it, Gary, you know, you're, you're on the ground floor. You see, a, you see Carson City, in a, probably in a different light than I see it. I mean, you know, sometimes you get in the, in the, in the mayor's position, you know, you kind of look out over the, the top of the trees. You guys are in the trees to, to an extent, so you see really the kind of the guts of what's happening. And I, but you know, when I look over the top of the trees, I'd like to see, I see one community where, you know, we're all pulling together and where we don't have ethnic divisions between us, where we treat, you know, retirees as, as good as we treat young young people coming here with families, yep. we want you know we want a quality of life that's unparalleled. We want a quality of life where kids are educated, where where families can live and be secure and safe, where we can bike, where we can run, where we can know our schools are, are great, where we have great eateries, great great resources such as a library, Adams Hub, great you know great tools for business development and education. I, you know, those are a lot of things said in terms of big hairy. What do you call it? Here? Audacious goal. Audacious goal. Yeah. But you know, that—that's how I approach things, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That's a good approach, <laughs> so, right there, uh, <laughs> Mayor. I, I really want to thank you for coming on the show, thank and you. and thank you. yeah, and, and not only that, you know, you're you're a very thoughtful, kind, professional, respectful person, and and and, and we need more leadership like that in in all facets, right. local and state and federal, all across the board. Um, thank you for the leadership that you've shown our city. Thank you, Garrett. Thank you, Thanks again for listening to this episode of Carson Chatter. You can subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud apps to get new episodes as they are uploaded. Once you've subscribed, please leave a review as it makes it easier for people to find the podcast. Please engage with us via social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by simply searching for Carson Chatter. You can also email us at carsonchatterpodcast at gmail.com. See you again soon, and please don't forget to tell a friend about this podcast.